Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Novel Finds, the podcast where we talk about your favorite books, our favorite books, and everything in between. Hey, it's me, Maggie, and I am here today with Ashley Poston to talk all about her book, The Dead Romantics. You guys know I am the biggest rom-com reader possibly in the world, but I don't want to take that title. I love a good rom-com, and I'm so, so excited to chat with Ashley about her book. Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm doing perfectly lovely, but I have to say I might be the biggest rom-com reader, so (laughs) if you want that title, we might have to duke it out. (laughs) Okay, to be fair, you've written one, so I'm happy to take second. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... The only, like, I, I wrote one, so that just means I can use it, you know, as as, as a shield for my defense, or like, or, or I can throw it, I can use it as an offensive weapon as well. <laughs> I mean, that's a smart tactic. I, I admire that. <laughs> Truly, like, it's it's sad that it's, as, as it's, it's a paperback, but, you know, it's fine. Paper cuts. Paper cuts work, too. <laughs> they hurt. Those are small but brutal. Right? Oh, especially the ones that, like, you get from, like, the edges of, like, the the thick uh, cover of books. Oh, man, I've gotten so many of those. I used to to shelf books at my local library when I was in college is how I made money. And I had so many paper cuts by the end. Oh, my gosh. That is my nightmare. (laughs) Um, So bad. (laughs) Before we really delve into the book, I wanted to start with a little warm-up question, and I wanted to know, what is your favorite romantic comedy, book, movie, or both? Okay, so my favorite romantic comedy is actually a film. Um, it is... Uh... It is the holiday uh, with, with with Jack Black and and Kate Winslet. Like that is <laughs> that is an amazing choice. I I love that movie. I did a project on that movie for my film class, <laughs> and it's so good. Kate Winslet and Jack Black make the strangest but most adorable couple ever. I the love chemistry them. is impeccable. It, it is ridiculous. Those two, that movie is amazing. Phenomenal choice. So good. Like my 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 close second is when Harry met Sally because I can I can quote that movie to like at this point in my life. But uh, but I like the I, I like the trivia behind when Harry met Sally more than I do the movie. I think, and I love the movie. <laughs> That's so. <fair. laughs> that one's such a classic. Okay, I have to know what is your favorite moment from the holiday? <laughs> okay. I really like the part where they're sitting together at the keyboard <laughs> and he says, this is what you sound like. And I was like, no, I only use the good notes. And yes. he says that. I was like, ah. oh my gosh. I That is the best part. Iris, if you were a melody, I'd use only the good notes. Like the okay. good notes. I want that like tattooed on my heart. It is just, it is so good. It is so good. <laughs> Ashley, yes. <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> choice. Um, <laughs> well, then moving like, into your book, <laughs> The Dead Romantics, can you give us just a brief synopsis of the book and then a little bit about yourself as a writer? Um, of course. So The Dead Romantics is the story of a ghostwriter for a very famous romance novelist. However, she no longer believes in love, um, which is like, which really sucks when she's starts getting haunted while being haunted by the ghost of her very hot and very recently deceased editor. Uh, Boy, 
Uh, it's it's it, it it's a fun time for Florence. Uh, she also has to return to her hometown um, where there's like different kind of ghosts there, like uh, the ghosts of her past. And she has to confront um, losing uh, one of the most important people in her life, her father. So she goes back for his funeral. But there's a happy ending. I always have to like preface it. Like, don't worry. There's a happy ending. I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Genuinely, I was afraid when I was reading it because originally I started it and I thought to myself, this is a romantic comedy. It'll end happily. And as I was reading it, I began to think of myself, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> like, no, did you punk me? I promise I did not. <laughs> Just trust the process. <laughs> yes. So how did you come up with this story? And is it true that it is a little bit Star Wars related? Um, that is incredibly true. <laughs> so it was a uh, come come back with me to uh to the dawn of the pandemic, which well pre pre pandemic, um when uh when Rise of Stuck Skywalker came out and my like Raylo flared. Uh, <laughs> it was it, it it was a really bad bout of Raylo at the time. To be completely honest, I was I was beside myself for weeks. But um, but I decided to um, write a fanfic. But see, the thing is, I like to write AUs, so um, I wanted to write like a hometown fanfic, like a, like an alternate mm. universe one. Uh, and I got like three chapters in, and I realized I didn't want it to be a fanfic. I wanted uh, I, I wanted to I I wanted to write this for myself. So I took the plot out. I kind of like shook it out of all of most of the characters. Um, and, uh, and I rewrote it from scratch because I wanted to tell the story of a, um, woman returning home after a decade gone and, um, having to, to face like everything she left behind. And that was a story that really resonated with me, uh, because I also left my hometown for, for a while, um, moved to New York, did, did, did the whole like working in publishing bit. Uh, and then I returned home, um, and I needed to like also write through a little bit of grief because I lost someone very important to me. So the story really became a cathartic conversation with myself. Uh, and most of those I don't reserve for like fanfic. Like if I know yeah. like, like, like this, this is going to be something that I really need to to hunker down and like talk to myself about. I will, I will make it my own. Um, because like fanfic for me is like something fun that I do when I don't want to like work or like have it mu much introspection when I want to just like be free and have like some like characters do some fun things. And it's how I like keep connected with the, with the fun bits of writing for me. Mm -hmm. So that's like my rule with fanfic. I always make sure that for me, it is always fun and it, it is always something that I can go back to. And it's like a, like a warm blanket. It's, it's like a hug. And I knew that this story was going to be a lot more than that. So I wanted to give it the attention and the detail that it deserved. Yeah. I think that's completely valid. And I think you know, so much of what you said, I think what's so interesting about um, the dead romantics is that you have, on the one hand, this really, really like fun and flirty rom-com. I mean, Florence has such a fun energy about her and she's she's funny and like she's funny with herself and with the characters around her, which is always super fun. But then on the other side, you also have 
the Florence who struggles to be back home because of what happened when she was living there, but also because it has been so many years since she's returned and also dealing with the death of her father. And I think there's such a lovely balance in the book between her falling in love and also her dealing with so much of her past. I think it's just really, really well done. Thank you. I I wanted to try and strike a balance between like love and grief and how they can coincide with each other. Um, Like I, I had, I had to like think long and hard about like, because like I, this was a book kind of about grief, but also about like falling in love and like, like learning that like, like love is something that, that you see in every day without, (laughs) without grief, like there's no love and without love, there's, there's not grief. Right. So I wanted to write like a fun, happy rom-com, but also deal with like the other aspects of, of life, right? And uh, some people have asked me, you know, why would you why would you write like a romance or like any kind of like any kind of fun like rom-com around this like really terrible tragedy? And it's and it's because like that's kind of how life works. Like you, you like it's not just one thing at a time; it's a bunch of things all at once, and just because one really terrible thing happens in your life doesn't mean that other things cannot also like other good things cannot be happening simultaneously. And it's nuanced and it's complicated. And I wanted to explore that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that genuinely, I feel like that was so clear and so well done, especially because like the fact that she can see the ghost, someone who, who of her editor, and Mm -hmm. there's another parallel to like, should she be grieving him as she's falling in love with him because he yeah. is a ghost, you know? And also her dad has died, but he's also left this list of things that he wants done. And it's sort of like about finding the happiness and joy in a life that was had, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of his requests are very silly and light and reminding them to like be a family and to enjoy the moments that they have. And I think I I, th- I just think like they're both they're all balancing all at the same time. It's just so yeah. it's just so clever. Yeah, it's so well done. Thank you. I like really wanted like that to be like a juxtaposition, like because I wanted her to be able to see the ghost of someone of like her editor, right? But then like I'll always be looking for the ghost of her father, like hoping that he would show up, but he never does. But he's been there all along in like the requests, in like the music, in everything that like she does, right? So I wanted I wanted to like show that like if even though someone is gone, they're never really gone if you if you like keep their memory and you keep like what they loved you know um and 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 you keep that you know um apparent in like your life and and you keep it you know close <laughs> yeah absolutely 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 so i have to know do you have a favorite line or section of your book that you would like to share haha i do <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Oh gosh, where should I start? Um, I didn't want to pick anything that was too spoiler heavy. Um, so, uh, I am going to read two sentences. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, love wasn't a whisper in the night. It was a yelp into the void screaming that you were here. Oh, that's that's it. That's that's, (laughs) that's the quote. But yeah, I and like that's how um that's how I wanted to portray love that it was uh, something that um echoes, you know, mm-hmm. something that is there 
Yeah, it's definitely a theme that's present in in the book is that, you know, what I think is so interesting about the main relationship. Um, oh, my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm running a complete blank on his name. Florence and Ben. 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 Okay. Ben. I was like, it's no, no, Ben, no. right? Yeah. Ben Solo. Yes, it's Ben. <laughs> I, I thought so. And I was like, that can't, that can't be true. It is. Okay, good. <laughs> Look, his, his name is Benji Andor. Cassian Andor. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how how people miss it, but sometimes they do. Uh, uh, Florence's best friend is Rose. <laughs> Genuinely, it's amazing. Um, I'm a big... I'm a big Star Wars lady. And so it was really, it was pressing the right buttons for me. Just those nice little touches. Yeah. But I think what's so interesting about their relationship is that it is so clear, not not maybe from their first meeting, but when he is a ghost and they're hanging out, that they are mutually falling in love with each other. It's not a, does he like me back? What's going on? It's so clear, like, we're falling in love. And there's no question, it's just what's happening between the two of them. And I think that theme is so present. Like, it's not a question. They're just accepting, no matter how complicated and weird it is, that they are in love with each other. And I just love yeah, it. I, <laughs> I like, we don't want to make it make it too complicated in that. Because, like, like there's already so many complicated emotions in the book. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, this th- this one thing can be easy. The problem is, like how can they ever touch, right? Yeah. Like, how can they ever be together? Because he's a ghost and she's, like, not yet. <laughs> so... Um, it certainly makes things challenging. <laughs> right? Uh, I always joke that I wrote The Dead Romantics just so I can write a ghost boner. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> okay, to be fair, that was so clever. I, I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I mean, also with like a ghostwriter and then like the pun behind the ghostwriter, I just, that was my like my crowning achievement there. Genius. Absolutely genius. I remember when I picked up the book and I told my boyfriend, I was like, I'm reading a rom-com about a ghostwriter who falls in love with a ghost. And he's like, that book was made for you. That's amazing. <laughs> Like I know, <laughs> I wrote it just for you. For, for Thank like, you. For like the people who like really loved like Casper and like Devin Siwa and like whatever he's like, can I keep you? And like you as a kid was like, yes, please <laughs> be in love. And then it doesn't happen, and you're like, no, my childhood heart is broken. <laughs> but not today. Not today. <laughs> do you um do you have a favorite character in your book? And if they're different, or if you don't have a favorite character, who's the character that you feel like you relate to the most? Um, I do have a favorite character. I know we're not supposed to pick favorites, but parents do all the time with siblings, so I feel like I can as well. I, <laughs> I, uh, I find that my favorite character is actually the dog mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. He has he has run unchallenged three times and he has won each time. He's a good dog. <laughs> he he does the best by his people. He is a good dog. He he like he represents the town just so well. <laughs> Honestly, best answer that you could have come up with. Um I often <laughs> joke with my co-host, sometimes we joke like if they made a movie, who would we want to play? And we always want to be like the really tiny but memorable roles. 
And like the dog mayor is definitely that role. Like not in it the whole time, but you're never going to forget him. You're never going to forget him. He has like a little sash around. It's <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. If, if, if there's ever a movie, the, 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 like uh, the, the casting for the dog is going to be like the hardest part because it's going to have to be the perfect golden retriever. Oh my gosh. That's going to be tough. Going to have to contact all those people who made Airbud. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, hey, do you have any like pups from the Airbud days? <laughs> what would you say is your favorite romance trope? Do you have one? That's a hard one. I really love the um, trope that's like, okay, first off, I really love like the one bed trope, like, oh no, we're in a hotel and there's only <laughs> one bed left, which like doesn't happen. I like worked in a hotel that does not happen ever <laughs> because there's always like two beds usually in, in a, in, in a room or it's a king size bed. And then there's always like a sleeper cot somewhere. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> You've done your research. <laughs> I've done my research. I've been there. I have manned the desk during Valentine's Day. We're never going to talk about it. It's fine. Oh, you know no. how hard it is to get rose petals out of carpet? <laughs> I cannot imagine. Not easy, though, I'm guessing. It's so hard. It's like it, it stains the carpet. You have to go in with like a bleach clean. Anyway, anyway. I oh, don't know. <laughs> and never mind the jacuzzis during Valentine's Day. I, I am never, ever getting in a hotel jacuzzi again in my life. It's, it's not. Anyway, I know. Oh, so we're, we're getting off topic. Uh, I also really like the one that I have in the Dead Romantics where they love each other, but they can't touch and they can't be together. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like this doomed love that ends up like somehow working out. Um, I really like that trope where it's like, oh, no, everything is terrible. And then in the end, it's like, surprise, just kidding. We figured it out. <laughs> we figured it out. Yeah, I like love that. It's like problem solving and romance all at once. So uh, it, it 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 checks both like both sides of my brain, you know, it kind of makes it pop rocks. So <laughs> nice. Did you I have to know, um, did you watch the show Pushing Daisies? I did. I think about them all the time and I'm so sad they never finished the show because I'm like, are they still together? Will the couple make it? Oh, will they make it? And honestly, so I I I, I always uh, say that um that Dead Romantic started as a Raylo fic, but when I like shook it out and like took it out of um Raylo, like I imagined Lee Pace as 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 Benji. So Yeah, that's great yes. casting. <laughs> right uh like i i love adam driver he'd be perfect in the role absolutely but uh but 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 lee pace with with his lee paceness is just very lee pace he he is he's <laughs> tall and handsome tall and handsome and like not quite straight perfect the dream chef's kiss the dream actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you feel like you've always been a writer or a storyteller have you always been doing some form of of writing uh yeah I've always been a writer um so when I was a lot younger I had a very very bad speech impediment you kind of heard it a little bit at the beginning of the show I stutter um a lot and so to stop stuttering I say um and like and and write a lot to keep myself um from stuttering too much but uh 
I got picked on a lot for it. And it was really hard for me to like form words or sentences or communicate with people. And then I realized uh, I could write stories and like, wow, the words on the page actually like did what I told them to do. That's a novel idea. And I just started writing. I think I was like eight when I wrote my first short story about an octopus who went into a shoe store to buy a pair of shoes. That is Little so did he know he had to pay. He 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 had to he had to buy like four pair because like he has eight legs. Anyway, uh, <laughs> expensive trip. Expensive, right? Especially if he buys like Birkenstocks or something. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta have those like good soles. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> those Doc Martens, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh gosh, uh, make sure they're like they're vegan, right? Um, but uh but yeah and so I've always I've always been like I've always gravitated towards the written word and then when I was I think I was 11 or 12 my parents got a computer like a compact computer that could connect to the internet and I was really really big into this like show called Yu-Gi-Oh uh, you know, children's card games and everything. And, um, I was obsessed with it. Right. So I like asked Jeeved everything, uh, involving, involving Yu-Gi-Oh! And then I realized that like, oh my God, people are writing stories about these characters. That's really neat. And I stumbled into fanfic and I, and I wrote my first fanfic. I think I was 12. It's it's still on fanfiction.net somewhere. Amazing. And, um, (laughs) and, uh, and yeah, uh, I guess uh, I guess that's it. That's all she wrote. Uh, I've I've been in fandom and fanfic my in my entire life, basically, and uh, and I started also writing my own fiction. Um, and yeah, I, I guess I've always I guess I've always written. So uh, this is like the ideal career for me, I guess. I also wanted to be a marine biologist, but that obviously would never work out. I'm a terrible swimmer. <laughs> so I, I, I can't the save best. the whales, but I can yeah. write about saving the whales. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that helps too. So exactly. Uh, but yeah, so I have always kind of been a writer. That's amazing. That's amazing. I always think like, even if it comes in different forms, I think if you're a writer, you've always been telling some form of story, even if it was mm-hmm. like with your stuffed animals. Like I remember my poor friends when I was a kid, like forcing them to perform the plays that I wrote for them. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yep. I, uh, I had Barbies that I would have like act out these like huge, like soap opera dramas. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think Absolutely. I filmed a few of those on my, my parents' video cassette tape. I, I hope I did don't too. Exist. I did too. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, it was, it was so good terrible but good they had like their own little like horse farm and they had an rv and they like went around the country and like solved mysteries it was that is really fun little nancy (laughs) drew inspired barbie story absolutely i was a huge fan of like where the world is carbon san diego (laughs) yes kids so that that is incredible amazing um, okay, Ashley, I know we talked about it a little bit because you said Lee Pace for Ben, but do you have any other dream casting if this were ever to be a movie? Mm, yeah, either Lee Pace or Adam Driver for Ben, um, or just someone like really tall and broad and dark haired. I don't know for Florence. I never really pictured anyone for Florence all that much because I don't 
picture actors when I, when I write uh, books, it's just, they're kind of like this like nebulous, these nebulous blobs. Um, joking, kidding. Uh, no, they, they're just anime characters. It's fine. And in, in my head, it is like a huge, like animated movie. It's fine. Um, That's but, amazing. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I think for Florence's dad, at first, I was like, Jack Black, all the way, Jack Black. But but then, then, like, I was doing, um, I think it was a panel with, like, a like a few, it was, it was with, like, I think it was, it was, it was an internal thing with Barnes & Noble. But anyway, someone said that they pictured Brendan Fraser as, <laughs> as, yeah, as, as Florence's dad. And I was like, no, that's it. That's the one. Like, it's, it's Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Okay, where is Brendan Fraser? Come back into our life because he's, he's incredible. A renaissance. So, like, perfect timing. If like there is a movie, Brendan Fraser, one hundred percent, he would he he would like knock it out of the ballpark. That is incredible casting. That I mean, I don't even know what else to say. That is amazing. Uh, Laura Dern for Florence's mom. Uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I talk about Laura Dern on this podcast all the time because I'm like freakishly obsessed with her. She's so cool. That, she's so cool. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, absolutely Laura Dern as as Florence's mom. Chef's kiss. Once again, that is perfect casting. Okay, <laughs> we'll find our Florence. <laughs> yeah, I mean like, you know, Florence could be could be anyone. Um, yeah. She just has to have a a, a good com- good comedic timing, kind of like a wry sense of humor. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, before I ask you our final question, I have to know how does it feel to be the GMA Book of the Month? I am so overwhelmed with the love and the support, and it is. The wildest, strangest, and coolest thing that has ever happened to me. And I I am just over the moon. I, I've been in this in this industry for about 10 years now, and I had a lot of really cool experiences, and I've been incredibly lucky. And I'm still incredibly lucky. And I am so thankful for my team and for my agent and my editor, who is fantastic. And it was just a perfect storm of events that happened to to um, to get me to the GMA Book Club pick. So I am just really humbled and very excited. Genuinely, a huge congratulations. Um, this book is seriously, I'm not just saying this because you're right here. I've talked about it a lot. <laughs> It's it's so good. I read it in one sitting. I couldn't put it down. It absolutely deserving. Like s- absolutely incredible novel. Thank you. So You're welcome. Much. Um, okay, <laughs> Ashley. Last question for you. What okay, is Ashley. your all time favorite book? Ooh, I love this question. Okay, so my all time favorite book is Howl's Moving Castle by <gasps> Diana Wynne Jones. <laughs> That is an incredible answer. Incredible answer. Thank you. The audiobook is my, also my favorite audiobook of all time. Uh, second, like, like in second place is the Anthropomorcine Reviewed by John Green. But like, just like the audiobook is so good. Uh, the way the way the 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 narrator uh, does Howl's Welsh voice is just fantastic. It is so good. I think I read it at least twice a year, or I listen to it. It is like my comfort read. It is like the it is the balm for my soul. What is the thing 
um, that it it has, the spark of the book that makes it your favorite? I think it just, it has almost everything that I really love. There's really no high stakes. It's a soft fantasy. It is about an eldest daughter who is just trying to make the best of a really crappy situation. And she has this like really wry, wonderful humor. And the way Diana and Jones writes Sophie is just so funny. And, and the way uh, she wrote Howl is just so great. And then like you, it's, 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 it's like, it's like a present that you're opening up slowly. Like you are introduced to the world a little bit at a time. And then as you're introduced to the world, you are also introduced to like all of the characters around them. You're introduced to like Howl and like Howl's backstory and like seven league boots and, 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 and Mark and, and, you know, and, uh, and, and, and Letty and, um, and Martha, um, which are Sophie's two sisters and everyone else. And then like, it becomes this kind of, um, this kind of like spider web of, of, of relationships. And I just love it. And then like the end is just so bonkers and so good. And I love how it's like open-ended and then you go and read Castle in the Air and House of Many Ways. And it's just, it's just this soft you soft fantasy that you know that everything is going to turn out okay in the end. Um, because like she, like Diana Windows never gives you a reason to worry uh, mm-hmm. because like just the way she writes is just very comforting. So I love that. It's, it's like a magical spell. I, you make me want to read it again. I haven't read it in years and I, I need to go and find a copy immediately. <laughs> I just, I, I love surprise portal fantasies, like, but especially that one, like it's a so surprise good. portal fantasy. It is like the best. I love it. I love a good, like soft fantasy, magical realism where you really, you like feel that it could actually exist in the real life. Those, mm-hmm. those are my favorites. I know. Like, it's like, yeah, I also want to be a grad student who, who, who studied like English, who like somehow like stumbles his way into angry. Absolutely. 100%. That would be nice for me. Would love it. But one step at a time. Uh, Yeah. One step at a time. (laughs) Um, Well, Ashley, any final thoughts? Where can our listeners find you if they're looking for more content from you? You can find me on Instagram at Hey Ash Poston. Uh, you can also find me on TikTok with that handle and on Twitter at just Ash Poston. Perfect. So that's where I live. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, I will put a link to your book in our episode description and um, to your social media so our listeners can find you. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here today. Um, it was it was so nice to get to chat with you. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you. This was so lovely. I love the questions and the conversations. It was really good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you. Bye. Well, we heckin' did it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, share us with your other bookish friends and family. And if you're listening with Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review the show. And if you are interested in joining our Novel Finds community on Patreon, please follow the link in our bio. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Novel Finds Podcast. Thank you so much for being a novel friend. We will see you all next week. Bye.